fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Coming from an undisclosed location, which looks an awful lot like a closet. The button lover, Josh Roca. Yeah, you like my new closet? Yeah, an upgrade for you over there, Josh. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a closet. I'll tell you what. There's this. Uh, there's this bike up here. I'll tell you the reason I'm pulling it down. It's yeah. got this clock. If you can see that clock on the video, yeah, it ticks constantly, and I could not find where the ticking was coming from, because who would have thought that a bike would have had a clock in it? Until right before the show, when I noticed it, uh, I noticed it in the camera. There was a clock up there. The front wheel is a clock. Yeah. So, I, well, I'm pumped about the show, Josh. I have no idea where the show is going to go. We can talk uh, Ravens. We can talk end the Orioles season. I got some highlights, Orioles highlights to hit on. Yeah. We can talk um, um, Playstations. I don't know, Josh, but I, I feel like this show could go a lot of places, Josh. It could. You want to start with why I'm in the closet? Let's start with the closet. Josh, you're back in the closet. You know, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. I've done, I feel like I've done many shows in, in closets. Uh, but, uh, hey, Matt, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Um, I moved to the cell phone. Is this going to work? Maybe. No. Yeah, no, no, it's going to work. That sounds good. You, I sound okay? Yeah, I sound fine. Okay. All right, well, then we will try it uh, from, this, from the phone, since the Internet's not working here. All right. So I am, uh, all right, so I am not at my home anymore because I got divorced on Wednesday. And uh, here's what I'll tell you. There is a paper in the there they added a clause to the divorce mediation saying that I cannot talk about my I guess ex-wife now on the podcast. Okay. 
Not that I was going to say anything bad anyway. And not that, no so offense good. to you, but it's not that you exactly have the following with Joe Rogan on here either, but okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's also just not my nature to go around and bash people. Right. Even if I'm not happy with how things went. You could have been doing that before if you wanted to, sure. I, not yeah, to. truth is, right, truth is I could have done this for the past nine months. I do not like holding my phone and trying to line the camera up. Oh. That's weird. Uh, yeah, truth is I could have been doing this since February. So that's what I've been dealing with since February. As if you've watched the video, you've seen my background change a few times. It's been dealing with that. I'm not going to share a lot of the details about it on the podcast. Here's what I'll tell you. It was an easy, mediation peaceful took, process. Yeah, mediation took 12 hours. Mm. It was a 12-hour Zoom call, which I believe is a record for me for a Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, it started at 9 a.m., and I finally got off a little bit after 9 p.m. It was so long that I went to a softball game because I had an 8 o'clock softball game that I had to pitch. And I pitched in the softball game while wearing my AirPods, like tonight, sitting on a Zoom call. Because, let's just say, the, without saying how the divorce went, the mediator <laughs> spent a whole lot more extra time in the other person's room. Mm. And very little time with me. Mm. Someone was being kind of normal and the other person not. Well, yeah. So, anyway, I'm not going to talk about the divorce on here. Uh, maybe in a, especially not tonight. Because tonight's when everyone wants to check to make sure I'm sticking to that clause. Yeah. So maybe I'll tell some stories about some other friends' divorces in future weeks. Yeah. But uh, no, let's talk about Orioles and Ravens. Yeah, I'm divorced. Uh, and I'm sure that's going to be part of the storyline because we talk a lot about our lives on here. Yeah. So that will come up. Yeah. That uh, I think I've hinted at frustration uh, about something I couldn't talk about over the past few months. And uh, there you go. Yeah, so for listeners who thought all your frustrations were stemming from PlayStations, you, you, you had other frustrations going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and guess what? The PlayStations still aren't here. Well, there you go. So, uh, so just everything's turning up roses for Josh here in uh, 2021. Yeah, so now I am staying at our parents' condo in a guest bedroom, and I was podcasting in the closet until the internet went out. So now I'm sitting in a tiny twin bed uh, on my phone podcasting. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, not just the Orioles that have had a bad year. Yeah, well, they, well they, but, you're, you're not alone. Um, in yeah. fact, some Orioles coaches were fired today, Josh, so you're, you're not the only person going through some big life changes. Yeah, well, that's good. I Right, now let's hit the off season and um, we'll both go out looking for some pitchers. <laughs> Go. Well, I tell you, Judge, you, you probably now have some more free time on your hands. You can start uh, start warming up that arm. I heard Mike Elias is on the hunt for pitchers. So yeah, yeah and he spent a lot of time in Florida. I'm a, so. I'm a slow pitch softball pitcher. So I will be doing some. Uh, not be doing much exit, much yes. throwing so, overhand. I'm also older than like everyone in professional sports outside of Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. But he's pretty good. He is pretty good. I bet he could pitch too. Yeah, well, he was he was drafted, right? He was in the major league draft. I, I don't know what position, All right? But just in so. All right, Josh. Well, so, yeah. uh, I look forward That's... to each week finding your, yeah, yeah. your 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 location each week and trying to guess where you're at based on your background. I am, yeah, I am starting to look at houses. I'm starting to look online. We got to mm-hmm. figure it out. Uh, everything's kind of a mess right now. 
I did not expect to have to be out of the house in less than 48 hours, which is what I was told in order yeah. for people to, in order for unnamed people to be agreeable. Yeah. I had to give up the house and be out in less than 48 hours. Um, because someone's having a midlife crisis. That's a so, quick turnaround. Yep. I don't know if so I could pack I, up my desk in 48 hours. And most of the stuff house. is still in her garage. So I packed some clothes, packed some uh, work and podcasting gear, and moved on. So well, it at least is what it is. I'm looking forward just like, which I think is what Michael Elias should be doing. Yep. He should just be saying, 2021, it is what it is. Let's look forward. Yeah. Though I, I do take some enjoyment out of um, seeing coaches fired at the end of the season. Yeah, like, it would annoy me if the Orioles had the worst record in baseball and still everyone kept their job. Like, it makes me a little bit happy. I shouldn't take enjoyment no, out of other I people agree. getting fired. But I feel like something that's appropriate. Yeah. No, you're totally right. I agree. Um, I, Even if it was your boy, too. I missed the news today, so tell me who's been fired. Josh, I'll, 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 I'll go with the lead. Your boy. Who's my boy? The guy who you want to be our pitching coach. Alan Mills. Fired. I didn't even know Alan Mills was still with the organization. I didn't know either. Apparently he was coaching where, 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 a Florida complex doing? team or something. Oh, that is stupid. So they, this is more why. Was he not a uh, Michael Elias guy? Well, all the guys where, I think where, that were fired system? are not Michael Elias guys. Yeah, like this sounds stupid. This sounds like them telling Michael Elias, hey, we got to fire someone to save face. Who can we fire? Well, we don't want to fire anyone on the big league squad. Can't fire anyone Michael Elias brought in. Who's left over that we haven't fired yet? Oh, they did fire someone from the major league squad. I don't know if this is a Michael Elias guy. I don't know when he came in, but the hitting coach, Don Long, fired. Okay. I have no problem with firing Don Long. But what about pitching? Who's the um, bullpen coach? He's got to be gone. The bullpen coach? Bullpen you don't, coach, pitching you don't coach. even know what the bullpen coach does. Yeah, All right, well, so he fills up their Gatorade bottles. Well, here's another one. I mean, we we talked about the pitchers who struggled this year. Um, Lothar and Wells and these guys yeah. from AAA. AAA pitching coach, fired. A guy named Kenny Steenstra, fired. All right, here's my problem. No one that you have told me, all right, I get, I guess Don Long, fine. But none of these guys had anything to do with the Orioles' crappy season. Well, I mean, Kenny Steenstra is connected with, uh, I mean, all the pitchers they brought up that were supposed to be good stunk. And the pitchers okay, in AAA fine. didn't pitch very well. All right, all right. And the AAA manager, Gary Kendall, he was also fired. Uh, okay, no problem. Now, prediction, they promote Buck Britton to AAA. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was my prediction last week. Yeah. I mean, we talked before about how you should promote Buck Britton when you promote these players. So, yeah. 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 Uh, that makes sense. Hope, then you bring them to the majors the year after. Yeah. Um, his way up. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And I think I'd be curious to see what happens. They didn't say as far as who's moving around, but those were the firings. And I assume right. that's it because I assume that they weren't fired today. You know, it is what it is. So it's Alan Mills. It's. Um, Don Long, and then it's um, on the minor league side. It's Steenstra and and Gary right. Kendall. So, and I think all I don't know about Steenstra. I don't know his history. Kendall was a holdover from before Elias. Alan Mills, of course, is a holdover before Elias. So I think this is continuing the process of Elias filling all his guys in there. Yeah, and that's and that's where I have a little bit of a problem. Is it's like, oh well, the problem is there were still guys left over. Yeah, gotta get rid of them. So yeah. Um, yeah. 
But you're right. It's a, when your team sucks that bad, you got to do something. So okay, it is what it is. Fire him. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense coming from AAA in the majors. I don't know about Alan Mills. I don't know what he's doing in the Florida Complex League, whatever. Um, right, but like who who didn't rehab properly in Florida? I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, it could be. Maybe he's not fully on board with the sabermetric stuff. I don't know. I don't know what Alan Mills is all about. Um, but, but, yeah, so that's – and then we'll, I'm curious to see – what kind of new hires they make and uh, and what how how the movements work out. Like I'm curious to see what Chris Holt is I think is a big one for me. He was the pitching coach for the major leagues this right. past year. Before this he was like the pitching coordinator in the organization. Um, right. so why after having such here? a horrible major league experience, I wonder if they'll keep Chris Holt in that position or switch positions. Clearly Chris Holt is Michael Elias's guy. Like he's one he's his, one of the first guys he's brought in. He's yeah. kind of main man in pitching. Um, I'm just curious to see what they do with the Chris Holt role, if they keep him as pitching coach or move him somewhere else. Put him in as the bullpen coach. <laughs> well, or put him back into that pitching development role. Yeah, or that or um, bench coach, something, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that I mean, would mean bringing in a real pitching coach. Right, which I don't know if they really want to do that either. Uh, I mean, they, they're they not promoting the guy from AAA because that guy was just fired. So Right. I mean, isn't the whole reason that Chris Holt is like Michael Elias' guy is because he buys into the Michael Elias system. Yeah, yeah. Michael I mean, Elias I really wants right now. Well, yeah, and I think when Michael Elias brought in, a lot of the technology he brought in was related to pitching and spin rate and using the technology. Right. And I think Chris Holt is kind of an expert in this stuff. So I think – yeah. That's very much in line. Um, right. But I think it's it's also a little bit – Chris Holt's young. I don't know how young he is, but he, he looks young. Um, this was his first experience as a pitching coach, so I think it's also figuring out maybe Chris Holt, this is a learning experience for him too, and he'll be come back better next year as a pitching coach, or maybe you're still figuring out, you know, what these guys' roles are. But, all right, can we – I got some – just thinking about this season. The season's over. and. Yeah. It was not – it was – everyone said this is going to be the most crazy, chaotic three-way, four-way, five-way tie. Oh, Turns out there was none so of that. So boring. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of New lame. York, New York and uh, Boston both won. Yeah, the so worst-case scenario. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to even watch that game. I'm not going to watch it. I don't care who you wins. Won't, you won't watch it. Yes, you will. It's I'm not going to watch it, Josh. Well, there's nothing else on TV on Tuesday night. On a Tuesday it's night? A wild, Tuesday night, a wild card game in Boston. Nah, I'll go to sleep. And you lose. I, I don't want to watch them. Because, you know, when I, like, when I watch a team, I like to root for somebody. Or root against somebody. Yeah. I, I can't root for anybody in that game. Who no, are you rooting for, Josh? Who, who? Um, don't say injuries. You can't say that. Yeah, an earthquake. An earthquake? Okay. I don't know if you can say that either. That was an Oakland A's thing a while back. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Like, what can I say? There's lots of things I can't say. Uh, I guess I guess what you're hoping for is that it's a high-scoring game and both teams blow out all their pitchers, so it hurts them in the next series or something. Yeah, I don't. I, you're right. There's nothing to root for. Uh, That's why I don't want to watch it. Because you can't root for negative things anymore. Right. And at least not uh, on a podcast. Yeah. You can maybe in the okay, privacy right. of your own home. Right. Tomorrow night I might text you some things that I'm rooting for. Yeah. You just don't say on the podcast. No, I'm um, not on the podcast. But but as far as the season goes, Josh, and I'm curious to get your take on this. For me, when I think of the 2021 Orioles season, there's four highlights for me, four memories, four things 
right. I feel like years prior have been very generic years. I feel like there's four things that happened this year that I, I'm not sure if I will ever forget. Four events that happened this year that I think right. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I'll still remember these four things happening. All right. I've got two of them immediately. Okay. Um, right. Two of them, John, two of the moments are, John I remember where I was. John means no hitter. Yes, that, that's number one on my list. Number one highlight this year. So I remember, yeah. I won't forget for a long time. And remember, like, there was a no-hitter, like, right after them, and then they said, oh, well, there's yeah, Wade Miley a billion no-hitters. Yeah, there's got to be a billion no-hitters this year. It's pretty quiet after the, after Wade Miley. Yep, yep. And I remember that because, um, well, I was thinking about it today, actually, because I went to the dentist again just for my uh, six-month cleaning. And yeah. I remember the last time I was in the dentist, was the John Means no hitter where I was getting this 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 uh, root canal refixed re- or whatever, and yeah. I remember after I was driving home after the dentist, in like the it was like the seventh inning or sixth inning, yeah. listening to it as I drove home, um, and then I hopped right. on with you and did the podcast um, with yeah. you and um, Steka, yeah, with Andrew. I think it was yeah, and if yeah. anyone's wondering what happened to Birdland tonight. Uh, my chaotic life happened in Birdland tonight. It'll be back next year. Oh, you come back next year? Coming back next year. I'll get everything sorted out, and uh, yeah, I'm bringing it back next year. Hmm. My uh, craziness of life made it impossible this year. I tried. All right, well, yeah. That. So we're gonna bring it back next year. But anyway, yeah. Right. And I believe that started all with some eyeball text in between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The words, so we would just yep. send eyes back and forth, just eyeballs, and then yeah, and then uh, talk to uh, talk, talk to you and Stecca with about that on the with my mouth all numb and um, yeah, what what, uh, what and running home to turn to turn on to watch the last inning. Yeah, um, that for me is a uh, uh, kind of a lifetime memory. Right there. Uh, John means no hitter. That's pretty cool. Yeah, an Oriole throwing a no hitter. We've never seen that in our life. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, seen a uh, Dekinomo throw one against us, but yeah, not a right, exactly. Not with us. And that was in person. Yep. Um, all right, I guess the other thing would be the Cedric Mullins 30 30. Yeah, like I don't even know, I don't even think there's a moment for that. It's more of just the season as a whole. Yeah, there's a couple, there's, there's two Cedric Mullins highlights that come immediately to mind for whatever reason. Okay. One is his great home run catch where he kind of leaped yes. and at his peak robbed a home run center field. The other one was where he had a <laughs> pop-up to shortstop, I want to say. It was a pop-up to shortstop, and he, and he got a triple out of it. He got a triple out of a pop-up. Um, yeah. And that sticks out to my memory, too. As I, um, But then I also – but you're right. It's more just kind of a general thing where it's... we kept on saying – He's hot now, but just wait till he cools yeah. off. And he just I feel never like, cooled off. I feel like we did at least three months of Section 336 talking about enjoy it until he calms down, until he cools off. I'm enjoying it, but I don't believe it. And I feel like it was three months until June. And then June, we're like, All right, I guess this is the guy. I guess this is what we get. Yeah. Um, and, and even then, I think as I accepted that that's who he was, I was also expecting it to fall apart now that I've accepted it. Yeah, it's weird to think of, like, even thinking about it now, like the Cedric Mullins 30 stolen bases, okay, I could have believed that. 
Yeah. The bat in over 300, it would have been like, that's, a, you're pushing my level of speculation, but you're, you're pushing me there. But okay, okay. Let's say everything goes right past 300. The 30 home runs, what? <laughs> like little Cedric right. Mullins, 30 home right. runs is, what? That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Something, we, again, two things we've never seen as Oriole fans. Yeah. So, um, I, so, um, does number three and number four have to do with the big league team? Oh, yeah. I didn't even talk about it. I mean, this is a big year for the minors, uh, and I've so been to a not, bunch of minor league games, but uh, I'm not even. You're not sneaking in Adley or Grayson or anything. No, those uh, are so, two great storylines, yeah. All right. So, number three in the big league in the clubhouse, um, the, uh, Chris Davis retirement. That's number four. Yep. Chris okay. Davis retiring. That's because that's we've been how many years we've talked about Chris Davis? It's kind of a big deal that he's no longer it's in the team. About, yeah. It's been about three years of wondering, like, yeah, it's been probably three years of talking about whether or not he's going to make a comeback. Yep. Um, and All so, right. yeah, the, the end of Chris Davis's career with the Orioles. All right. So I am blanking on your this, number three. Oh my gosh, this is the most obvious one, Josh. What, the fact that they suck? That they don't um, get the number one pick? Um, the fact that a player had cancer on our team last year? Oh, yeah, good, good storyline. Good storyline. The Trey Mancini, comeback player of the year. Yeah. Which they haven't announced that yet, right? But we all know it. Like, did they even take nominations this year? I don't, I don't think so. I think they just know. Um, for me, the, the specific memory, the Trey Mancini year, but the specific memory for me that I, I remember – uh, and I think I'll remember for a long time, is Trey Mancini in the home run derby. Yes. Because I was expecting to go out in the first round and dude made it to the he, final question. Yeah, put on a show. Yeah. And, yeah, it would have been nice if he won, but whatever. Uh, also, the fact that the first game at every opponent, against every opponent, he was over, he was getting hugs every time he got on first base. Yeah, I, I think that's great. The, yeah, the it's crowd true. reaction, even um, – yeah. Vlad Guerrero during the All-Star game recognizing him. So just throughout the year, I think fans and even the coverage by the media, I know Oriole fans hate how the media covers it, but they were, they did a good job covering kind of, especially sure. to begin the season, the Trey Mancini story. Yeah. Yeah. End of the season, they turned into an Oriole bath session with the media, but it did. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so. Um, yeah. Major League Baseball as a whole had a great year. You think so? And I think we, I think we've talked about it on here before. PR-wise and stuff, like, they did really good this year. All-Star game was great. Everything All-Star game was great. The, the Field of Dreams game was great. Way better than anyone expected. It, then it wasn't a gimmick. It was actually cool. The, I uh, thought the draft in July was really cool, too. The draft the in July was good. Yeah. Like, baseball, and even baseball being the first sport to kind of come back from the the masks and closed things, baseball was like one of the first out there. Yeah. Oh, and the, so, I can't forget about the emergence of Shohei Otani. The oh, of course, yeah, Otani. It's been a, an amazing so story baseball this year. Overall, had a good year. The Orioles not a good year, but you're right. Those are some highlights and some memories that makes this not the worst Orioles team ever. Yeah, this is not. I mean, I feel like some of those years are so generic to kind of run together. But this year for me is going to kind of be special for all those reasons. And yeah. and you mentioned, Josh, we didn't talk about it, but but the minors, the emergence of Grayson Rodriguez, 
as the best minor league pitcher in baseball, and his yeah. total dominance this year has just been a great storyline. One of my best experiences this year was going to his first start at Bowie, throwing down the Rutschman, everyone bringing their their, tra- their gas cans. Um, very cool memory for me, and uh, yeah, and so I think that's our not Triple A, but our Bowie and. Um, and Aberdeen and Delmarva all had great yeah, years, so the future is bright. Yeah, 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 and that's where I think it's harsh to judge a team when looking and comparing different Oriole teams. It's I don't think you can judge them just by their record because there's this team has better storylines for the record they presented. Yep, the record sucks. They're a horrible yep. team. Yep, but all these other storylines are what gives you hope for next year. Yep, I mean, including the the top position prospect in baseball and the top pitching prospect in baseball. How about that? Right. To right. this reboot, and both could be there. They both could be there opening day next year, um, yeah. but so both certainly will be there at some point. I think early in the season next year. And like you were saying, great seasons from some minor league guys. Even if you're not talking about teams as a whole, some prospects looking good. Uh, Kerstead's back to hitting the ball. That gives you hope. So, and then yep. we got the number one draft pick again. So yeah, and we got the number one overall draft pick. In July. Well, I'm pretty sure we have the number one overall draft pick, right? We're pretty sure we have it. Why wouldn't we? Arizona's got a worse record, right? We have the same record. Last That's year, we had the schedule. same record. In 2019, we have a worse record than Arizona. Is that because of that, out? yeah. So under the current rules, we have the number one pick, Josh. But don't you think there's still a question that the CBA, the CBA has to be decided this offseason? Don't the you think CBA there's a possibility? Expires, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. The CBA expires in January, right? Right. It does, yes. I mean, so isn't there a chance a draft order could change too? Because that's been something that's been talking about tweaking for a while. Yeah. I mean, uh, sure. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, you want to fire up Baltimore. I, I kind of yeah. I don't want it to happen, but I kind of do just to see everyone's reaction. <laughs> right, I know. Uh, yeah, no, there's a chance, but there's also a chance we couldn't have a base. We could not have a baseball season next year with the yeah, CBA we can up, only up in the air. There's a chance at anything right now. Yeah. And I hate to bring that up, and I hate to think that way, but uh, I mean, the way everything else in this world's going right now. No one can agree about anything. How are the players and the how's the union and the owners going to agree about something yeah. like this? I got a couple more honorable mentions for highlights okay. of this year. Yeah, uh, the cat game uh, in New York where the cat, the cat ran cat on the game. field with the chasing. Yeah, yeah. And I that, think I I did a Birdland tonight after that. And I think that preceded our 19 game losing streak. So the curse of the cat. Yep. Um, relish. Winning after a long losing streak? Oh, that was that was that was, a, that was a PR thing. That wasn't real. Um, and then my other honorable mention you, was I'll, here. I'll tell you yeah. this about the Orioles, about the relish. If the Orioles had some balls, they would have let relish go like three years before winning. They gave yeah. up after about thirty days. Yeah, that was lame. Um, have some no fun staying for three there. years. Three years, and and then you bring it out. On that, yeah. you know what you I hear Orioles PR, you blew it. You should have waited until Adley Rushman comes up, and his first game is when Relish wins. So then Adley comes up as the savior. He saved Relish, and now he's going to save the Orioles. Hmm. How about when we clinch the AL East again? Um, yeah, but then Relish might never win. 
So the, I know, I know. I was just looking at uh, it's so depressing. Toronto didn't make it. Toronto, you know, had a huge run differential. Had yeah. a great offense, traded, made all the right moves, and still and they won on Sunday. Yeah, did all the right things, yet still on the outside looking in. You look at that, you're like, oh my gosh, we're never gonna win. Um, um, any chance with the CBA making stuff, they can change the divisions? Yeah, that's our only hope. They need to. That's what they need to do. Shake up these divisions. Any any other division, we first of all, we we don't get the number one draft pick unless we're in the AL East. But true. Outside no, of that, true. it's miserable. No, I think we talked last week about how much we struggle against the AL East. Yeah. Um, everyone else. The other honorable mention is just all the debuts this year. We saw debut. I mean, even some veterans like Spencer Watkins was a pretty cool story. Um, we got to see um, Mike Bauman, Tyler Nevin, Arizona Wells, Zach Lothar, all those guys. So there's a bunch of guys this year. I mean, Jemai Jones for the Orioles made his debut. Um, so a bunch of guys made their major major league debut, and so that's yep. part of being that's a rebuilding team is you get a bunch of players in there who who get to make their first experience in the major. So that was kind of yeah, cool to see. It's something, sure. Some good stories there. Oh, and the other honorable mention, maybe this should be part of my top five or whatever, but um, Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, with his, what I think he ended up with like 33 home runs or something. Yeah, uh, a great Still rookie season. Getting, right, not getting the the talk he should be as far as a rookie of the year nominee, but an outstanding rookie season and and a guy that really struggled at the beginning of the season where we were having the conversation of we'll sending him down, help him, and he did because it took him about June to really figure it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good for good for Ryan. Yep, led the team in home runs, led the team in RBI. Um, so that's pretty cool to do with not a lot of whole help around you. Um, so good for him. I was just looking at our stats, team leaders. So batting average, Mullins, home runs, Mountcastle, RBIs, Mountcastle. And then you go down the list, stolen bases, runs, OBP, slugging, OPS, hits, doubles, Mullins, triples, Mullins, Mullins, walks. Mullins, Mullins. All of them are Mullins. Yep. Games played at bats, all of them are Mullins. <laughs> Mullins was the order's most valuable player this year. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> there is no runner up. There was no person nope. second. It was just them. Right. Um so yeah, I mean in in a, in a season that had more disappointments than than up moments. Um I think the season still had some up moments and I think Hey, listen, my, my initial thinking was, as far as the orders go and their kind of long-term plan, this year we get to, you know, try, try to make a run at 70 games, get around 70 games. Right. Next year we get over 500, and then we win the World Series in 2023. Um, this changes things a little bit. It's just going to accelerate a lot faster. So next year we're going to make a push at the 70-plus games, and then we go immediately into the World Series. So we're just skipping – the over 500 and going from 70 wins to World Series. See, to me, this all depends on what Elias does. I think, but Elias you know what he's going to do, Josh. Parts. I think Elias has the right parts that he could put a 500 club on the field next year. He could, but he's not. You know what he's going to do. He could, he could sign a veteran, like top two pitcher. He's not. He could bring up Adley. He could bring up Grayson, and this is he an might. 86, 87 win team. Yeah, but With you know Adley he's going to do Grayson starting opening day. Yeah. I, I listen, I think it's more likely that Grayson and Adley start opening day just based on Elias' comments that he signs anyone good this offseason. 
I think he's going to bring in three, you know, number four, number five starters, yeah. maybe a bullpen arm, and then uh, Jose Iglesias type shortstop, and then call it good, and then hope the prospects get here. But I think if, if you start the season with Adley and with Grayson and you sign a good veteran pitcher, that's an 80-win te- team, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends a lot on how Grayson I mean, performs, but but yeah, I it's mean, got potential. You You're feel good about a, a, a means, field. Grayson, and then you fill in that third guy, depending on how right. good he is, somewhere in the top three, um, and you got a good top three there. And then presumably, right. like I don't know who's going to start four and five, but you got Kyle Bradish, who should be, you know, it's, he's knocking on the door. And then Michael Bowman. Yeah, depending on how much like my 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 Michael Bauman, and then, um, but I still think I don't know. Like I still think oh, who's, who's four and five for you, Chris Ellis? Maybe, maybe Wells. Maybe Wells, who bring me Bruce Zimmerman, but they're all question marks. Uh, yeah, outside of yeah, Means right. and, and Grayson, and then you hope that DL Hall's health can get up there soon. I also don't know. How many pitches Grayson Grayson Rodriguez is going to pitch this year? Like last last this past year, they were holding him to five innings a game. Is that going to be right. the case next year? Like, I don't know. Uh, I would. I think that was a whole coming off of not having a season last year. But yeah, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. So I think there's there's lots of questions. Do you think? So the I'm interested to see how this off season's handled because if. The CBA expires in January, but there's a lot of stuff. Teams make a lot of moves in November, December. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that everyone goes. waits or, yeah, people you are wait. more aggressive. You're going to have to, the winter meetings are in like end of November, right? They're usually, I think, December. I thought they first usually were. December, something like that? Yeah, I thought they were usually first or second week of December. So, like, you normally are going to, you're going to cut some players and try to start signing players around that time. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle it um, with some guys who are up for arbitration and stuff that really they could probably just let go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh, I was and I was thinking about the end of this year. I thought my reasoning, part of my reasoning was the seventies plus win for this year was like I thought we'd get better as the season went on because once we traded these guys away or once we cut these guys like Franco, we'd replace right. them with better prospects. Yeah, and the reality was this year is those better prospects really didn't step on the scene so much, and there's so no, there's no prospect that we brought up this year that got our attention. Yeah, I mean, I think the two highly highly touted guys were Jemai Jones, um, who didn't look great, okay. and All right. Michael Bauman, who again was okay. And and I enjoyed McKenna at the beginning of the season. Oh sure, McKenna but too. I, That's fair. But I also enjoyed McKenna. With the knowledge that he's not big league ready, and they brought him up early. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and then I think the Orioles have some question marks too, which we can get to at this offseason with Santander, what to do with him. I saw several people tweeting that we saw, we might have seen Trey Mancini play his last game at Camden Yards. Can I always say, I would be 100% shocked, like totally blown away. If the Orioles trade Trey Mancini, I would be floored and shocked if they did it at this point. Um, Trey had a really bad September. Yeah. So his trade value is virtually nothing right now. I, I can't think it's that high. Right. I mean, I a, guy, see... a below average defensive outfielder, an yeah. average first baseman 
who's been 255 with 21 home right. runs. No, no offense to Trey. We love him, and right. I want him to stay forever. I don't think his trade value right. is high. No, but I saw no reason to extend him or trade him. He's under contract next year, right? Yep. So I think he comes back next year, and this is the year of, like, this year we give you all the excuses, Trey. You beat cancer. It doesn't matter what you did on the field. But, sorry, next year you got to prove yourself. If you want more money, you got to prove it. And I, at the, as much as I'll say, in the same way that I don't think the Orioles can trade him because I think he has no trade value, I will be disappointed if the Orioles extend him this offseason. Oh, really? I would be okay with it. Why? He's a below-level outfielder, an average first baseman, and he, and he struggles to hit the ball. I know, but Josh, you're just a cold-hearted Mr. Burns who, who used everything, who looks at the entire world through dollars and cents. And that's just not how I look at the world. I think Trayman Senior brings more value to our team than any other team. Both Correct. Because how he, his leadership in the clubhouse, especially when you're bringing a bunch of young players, I think it's great to have a, a veteran leader in there. Okay. Um, so what do you want, Trey Mancini, the hitting coach? Maybe he retires this year and we make him a bench coach? No, no, you're not saying anything. Nothing that you're saying is something a player brings to a team. This is the type of things the mascot brings to the team. All right, Josh. So he plays first base in DH. You could you could cut him or trade him, yeah. and then yeah. the next guy up in Norfolk would be, I think, Ryan Ripken. So you want to no, replace no, no, no. with Ryan it Ripken? Be, uh, no, it'd be what's his name, the outfielder that we had up this week. Tyler Nevin. Tyler Nevins, yeah. Yeah, and Trey Mancini is a better player than Tyler Nevins. Right, Trey Mancini right. gives you a better chance to win right now than Tyler Nevins. But get out of here, Josh. Who, who will? All right, who will get time at DH if Trey leaves? Uh, Ryan Mackhouse will probably get more time at DH. Okay, and who else? Who do uh, they not want squatting every single day? But you can't take them out of the lineup. Adley Rushman. Okay. Um, I don't think I don't think Adley I don't think Trey Mancini's eating into Adley Rutschman's plate appearances. No, I got I'm okay with you. You you, you can play his contract out. He's a free agent in 2023. That's what I, all I'm saying is play the contract out. I'm okay with that too. But if they added a year or two, two I mean he's not he's not signing a seven year extension. They would be a two or three year extension if anything. Oh, um, but come on, he beat cancer. Don't you want to take care of him for the next hundred years like a Chris Davis type contract? Well, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, no, no one deserves it more than Trey Mancini. And he's only 29, Josh. You act like he's 40. He's 29. I'm not. Uh, I'm saying. I'm I don't know why. Saying, I don't know why you hate year, Trey Mancini so much. I told you this year everything's good. You beat cancer. Didn't matter what you did on the field. But if you want more money from me next year, you got to do it. You got to show it. You got to show that you deserve it. Uh-huh. You can't. You can't play the cancer card next year. One year at a time. You used it up. 162 games, that's enough cancer usage. Okay, no one's playing a cancer card here, Josh. Get out of here. You're just uh, making like things up. Card. You, just said, you just said you're okay extending him even though he sucks because of cancer. Okay, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm not, I'm not justifying. I'm just saying, well, would I do that? Yes, I would do that because he had cancer, sure. But, but I'm also saying he gives us the best chance to win, even, even how he played this year gives us a better chance to win than anyone we could bring up from the minors. And I think next year he'll be better than he was this year because he'll be more so. healthy. I hope so. so but even again, if he plays like he did this year, I, I, I think I would still consider extending him. I would not extend him. I would think about it. So. But you're right. I, I mean, the, the point I was trying to bring up at the beginning is 
I think he means more the Orioles, so I don't think the Orioles would kind of trade him for nothing. And I don't think his value with other teams is very high because you right. can find another first baseman slash left fielder who hits 255 and has 21 home runs. That guy you can find. Yeah. Yep, and the Orioles squeezed all they could out of the cancer story, so you're not going to get that. Why do you keep on saying that, Josh? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I am interested to see, like, all right, so they fired some people today. Not people I really expected, but whatever. They fired people. I'm curious to see what the Orioles do. I like that they did it right away. I do like that. But I'm curious to see what type of moves does Michael Elias and team make over the next month. Yeah. Do you care, Josh, who the coaches are, though? Like, they're going to hire some coaches. Like, I remember two years ago, they brought in a wave of these, like, college coaches, these, like, 30-year-olds. We had one in our show, Fuller in our show, before Ryan Fuller. There was, like, a wave of these guys. We had Ryan Fuller on our show? No, who we had on our show? Patrick Jones. Patrick Jones. Is is Ryan Fuller a person? We had Patrick Jones. I, I don't know who Ryan Fuller is. Did I just make that name completely? Patrick yeah. Jones is a hitting coach in uh, Sarasota. Yeah, he's super smart, super intelligent, and super um, nerdy. Sabermetric-y. I don't know what yes. the word is. Um, so, so, but but see, for for me, Josh, that's all well and good, and that's in player development, and that's fine. But yeah, time that. But I really don't. I mean, Don Long, they're going to replace the hitting coach. And to be honest, I really don't care who the new hitting coach is, right? I, I mean, I no. think if Carlos Correa is on our team, we'll be a better hitting team. It doesn't matter who the hitting coach is. Moving Buck Britton to Norfolk will excite me because I'm serious about the uh, Norfolk, all, uh, Buck to Nor- Norfolk to Baltimore. Because I'm serious about that transition, that would excite me. Yeah, I think that would excite me too. Um, I think a lot of fans are getting behind Buck Britton, too. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. a lot of You know what I'm really that. looking forward to? Yeah. It's when Buck leaves the Orioles organization and tells us the proper way to spell his name. Hmm. You know, he'll throw an H in there instead of a K. For for Buck Britton? Yeah. I see I see what you did there. Talking about his, uh, his, his brother his, there. His brother? Yeah. Hey, um, by the way, Ryan Fuller, I just looked it up. According to LinkedIn.com, LinkedIn.com, Ryan Fuller is the full season hidden coordinator for the Orioles. All right, so you didn't just make a name so up. So Ryan Fuller is an actual hitting guy. Yeah, he was, exactly. and he's part of this whole kind of young movement of hitting coaches. All right, we'll get Ryan Fuller on in the offseason then. All right, so, 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 I'm, so you don't make a liar out of me. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's it'd be an interesting offseason. The coaches, whatever, um, and player-wise – um, I'm just, for me, my mindset, Josh, is just to set my expectations as low as possible. So I'm going to assume they'll bring in Matt Harvey and Wade LeBlanc and Ty Malone as an answer to their pitching problems. And then maybe if I set that bar that low, Michael Elias will surprise me. I see, and I'm, and I'm going in with high expectations. Yeah, you want Stroman and Scherzer. Bring in, yeah, and uh, yeah, the guy from uh, the Nets. That's Stroman, yeah, Marcus Stroman. No, someone else I was thinking about. Noah Syndergaard? I don't know. doesn't matter. But, yeah, bring me a real pitcher. All right. And I expect a real pitcher this offseason. Right. So. Well, there's plenty of shortstops. It seems like there's a whole lot of pitchers. Um, so, yeah, we'll see when 
after the playoffs, how this all shakes out. And even yeah. like, the, you know, I'm curious to see with uh, the rumors, uh, are we even linked to, to, to names? Because in the past, orders weren't even linked to names, right? Like we're not even right. mentioned. So I wonder to see and if I imagine we won't be linked. Even linked. I feel yeah. like we won't I don't be think linked so. if we sign. But I think we'll still sign someone. I think we just won't be linked. Because I think the media doesn't like to write good things about the Orioles. Hmm. So, so we like, won't be linked, oh, but we'll still sign them. Exactly. And then we'll be linked. Like, yeah, but it's like, I'm not going to mention the Orioles as an opportunity because they'll never make this move. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the national media also would be shocked if the Orioles did anything. I think they're, yeah. they assume the Orioles are still tanking. Maybe that's what kills Peter Angelos. The Orioles make a real move. Yeah. Well, I'm the shock of Peter Angelos. Well, you're right. I mean, I'm with you what you said initially, Josh. I don't think we're that far off from being a 500 team. I know we just had the worst record in all of baseball. I know, and it's silly, but it's because we've got two guys who are going to be stars, like just waiting to come up. Yeah. Who, like who, who, who was? Could be in the rookie of the year conversation. Yeah. I mean, the second Adley Rutschman walks on the field, he's a, what, what we say, a top three player on our team? Yeah, he's um, top five catcher in baseball as soon as he gets on the field. Oh, easy top five catcher in baseball. Um, and the second Grayson Rodriguez walks on the field, he becomes either our ace or a number two starter, depending on how much yeah. you like John Means and how good Grayson is. He immediately becomes our one inch pitcher. Um, and so it's almost like in the free in free agency, you know, you can what 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 if I told you you can sign an ace and you can sign the best catcher in baseball. In free agency, right. or the second best right. catcher in baseball. But imagine sounds imagine like a pretty good offseason. <laughs> exactly, but that's the fear. The fear is that's all they do. Right. The fear is they don't make the moves because we've got our own internal moves that are good enough. Where what we need them to do is open up that wallet, make the moves outside the organization, and then also inside the organization. You got to make both to get up to a 500 club. And Mike Elias knows that, Josh. Michael, I think the, the issue is Mike Elias doesn't know that signing those guys, plus Grace Rodriguez and, and Ellie Rutschman, will guarantee you a playoff spot. And so yeah. if, it, if it's not going to get me to the playoffs, why am I going there this year? Because Mike Elias' goal is not to get 500. He don't care about 500. His goal is and either think, playoffs or not the playoffs. Right. And he wants to exactly. play. And that's where I think Mike Elias could be too hesitant to pull the trigger. Yeah, because and he wants to. He says, "Oh well, I can't win until it's time to win." Yeah, and my argument would be, and I think I'm similar to you, Josh. Where let's say there's ten holes in this team, right? Ten positions you need to fill in this team before you can make the playoffs. Right. Um, and some of those positions will be filled in the minors by minor league guys, but not all ten. Not all 10 major league positions. And 10 is a lot to fill even in one offseason. So next right. offseason, you're not going to sign four starting pitchers and a shortstop and a third baseman, right? So this offseason, right. if you sign a, a pitcher to a three- to five-year deal and maybe a really good shortstop to a five-year deal, all of a sudden next year, you just need to get the one or two missing pieces um, as opposed to buying five or six pieces, right? And you know what? If you want to buy those pieces – like, say you want to go after Stroman. You want to go after a real pitcher. You have to call him and say, hey, look, here's how we're going to do better this year. We're bringing up Adley. We're bringing up Rodriguez. We're making this move. You're not going to convince Stroman to come to your team and say, but I'm not bringing up the young kids. We're going to still be below 500. You're not going to bring this guy. 
It's true. And Stroman's not dumb. Like, they see the Orioles are the number one farm system in baseball. They know yeah. who Adley Rutschman is. But, but that's, what, that's why Manny Machado went to San Diego. And how'd that how, turn out for him? It still aren't so good. Yeah, exactly. But, but what attracted him? The young talent and saying, as soon as you get here, we're bringing up all the young talent. Yeah, and, so, and a, a couple hundred million dollars, too. But, yeah. Yeah, but still. Yeah. You've got to yeah. show that to, the, to bring these veteran players in. Yeah, no but no one wants to play for a loser. It's true, and 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 the good thing about the Orioles again with this young prospect stuff is, um, we couldn't see this two years ago or three years ago, where people talk about like Kobe Mayo, and Kobe Mayo had a great year, and even Colton Cowser uh, had a great debut for the Orioles. Yeah. But I cannot get excited for the life of me about a hitter hitting 300 in Dumarva. Like that does nothing for me. Right. A player's Too performance for the Shorebirds. But when you get to Bowie, to me that's a step away. And so the fact that we see so many good players at Bowie right now, that they're just a step away from the majors, that's what has, has me excited. Because if they're at Bowie this yeah. year, it means they could be with the Orioles next year. And that right. I'm excited about that. Right. We always hear double A is the hardest transition. If you make it at double A, you, can, you, you have a better shot, obviously. Yeah. And, and Michael Elias said, uh, he, he said, um, Grace Rodriguez doesn't necessarily need to pitch a triple A. Um, I don't think Adley Rutschman needs to play him against Triple A. To be honest, I think no. he's, he's, he's good. Adley Rutschman's good. He'll be fine in the majors. So, yeah, I, I mean, this is going to be a big off season for, yeah, for what the Orioles want to do. All right, and you want to get in some Ravens talk here? I mean, I'm, I'm glad the the Ravens have been fun to watch. I think. Um, did we talk about last week's game, or was that a Monday night game? That was a Sunday night game. So that was, no, that was a Sunday 1 o'clock. Yeah, Justin Tucker. Oh, yeah, we had a normal 1 o'clock. 66-yard yeah, field goal. Next yeah. week, we're back to a Monday night football game. Are we again? Son of a gun. Yeah. So we'll have to record night. on either Sunday or Tuesday. Is that the Browns? It is the Colts in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, the Colts. That's right. Okay. Not easy pickings. But, I mean, I, the Ravens are fun. Yeah. Um, and that's that's it's nice and refreshing to have a team that's fun to cheer for. I don't understand the running back situation, uh, but whatever. Who needs a running back when you got Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I was completely blown away by the game because uh, just, did you? Yeah. Did you? Uh, did you see that the Bronco coaches were upset how we ran for it in the final seconds to pass a hundred yards? Yeah, I don't continue the streak going. Yeah, I don't really care. I think that's – I mean, I think that's the the, the the tenth most interesting storyline from that game. But I know that's all everyone's talking about. I mean, because it's – I think it's just silly. I think we like to see grown men whine. Yeah. And um, if, if the if the shoe was on the other foot, I would whine too. Yeah. But, but it's not on right. that foot. It's on this foot. And so I'm good with it. Right. Right. So – but I think – no, I mean, I like – I think uh, – what is it? Away? Away? Away yeah. is looking really fun on defense to watch. Yeah. He's getting in there making plays. And how about that catch that um, Marquise Brown made to redeem himself yep. after that tough week? Well, and I always, and, I, I think this is true for most players, where that catch in some ways is easier than some of the drops the week before because you're just laying out on instinct, right, where sometimes if a ball is thrown right at you and hits you in the chest, you're thinking about it more. And that's when you yeah. move up. Uh-huh. There's no time to think on that play. That's just kind of instinctual. Yeah. 
And hey, um, uh, you want to talk about that Mark Andrews touchdown that got called back for a stupid penalty? Josh, it literally cost me a thousand dollars. I saw. I saw. It cost me fifteen bucks. If you feel better. Okay. Because I had Mark Andrews, um, hundred yards, and that would have gotten hundred yards, and, and a touchdown, and a Ravens win. It was that kind of parlay, and the Ravens yeah, win. Yeah, I saw. And I had a, two bets on it, one for five, one for ten dollars, and it was going to yeah. return me a thousand dollars. I put one dollar down on that thing. <laughs> I was going to get fifteen. So, I yeah, I, I was. I, I did not have a good betting week. I'm, I hate gambling. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, but I, I, I'm just, I was so surprised because just the way we lost to the Raiders, barely beating some Chiefs, we had to kind of get lucky. The Lions are one of the worst football teams. Like, I don't, this is why I don't understand betting. Like, I saw the Lions play us. They played us. It took us a miracle fourth and 19. Right. A shady so ref can... call and a field goal kick. <laughs> Right, so and then convinced the Lions are good. Yes, or like average. And yeah. then that same Lions team goes against the team, the Bears, whose quarterback the week before threw for like 50 yards and three interceptions. And I'm thinking, uh, the Lions yeah. were plus, you give me three points with the Lions? I know, so Take all my money. money this is the easiest win in the world. That and then the, the Bears thing. light up the Lions. If you want to talk betting, the Lions I don't understand betting. Me. I don't understand this football thing. No, the Lions game screwed me. The... <laughs> The Patriots, come on! It's it's the it's Tom Brady and the Bucks going into New England on Sunday night, and it's only a seven point spread. Clearly, surely he's going to pass that spread. I thought I thought I thought they win by three touchdowns. I thought the Bucks were going to run the I score. I, I chose. I bet on the over, and I bet on the on the Bucks, and then it's a two point game. I don't understand. Yeah, I know Mac Jones I, I is, is a rookie quarterback. That's a veteran defense. Everyone's coming back together. Yeah. I thought the the Vegas got it wrong because you know they they're too paranoid about Belichick or whatever, um, yeah. and that number should have been higher. Yeah, that's it's yeah, it's just. Uh, well, there was another game that was like oh, and the Jets in Tennessee. That the third game that got me was the Jets in Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. What the yeah, heck? The yeah. Jets who got blown out by the Broncos. The Broncos covered the 10-point spread, and now the, the Titans get a 6-point spread as opposed to the Broncos covered a 10-point. Surely the Titans will cover 6 right, points the, the Broncos will cover 10 points. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a I, I might take next week off. Betting. I might take the rest of the season off. Terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But, no, I was, it was like I was just shocked because we played so poorly against the Lions. We barely beat the Lions. It took a miracle. Right. And I thought, here's a 3-0 Broncos team who's a lot better. I thought it's going to be an absolute dogfight. And I don't know if we were going to win. But from Jump Street, we kind of dominated on both ends. Our defensive pass rush, Bowser, where have you been all year? Our defensive pass rush was there. So just a super impressive uh, season. And I'm pumped to see Bateman come back to this offense. Lamar Jackson throwing for 300 yards. Plus, we get Rashad Bateman back at some point. Right. Hopefully next week. Hopefully Hopefully next week. Yep. That's going to be – this could be a pretty exciting offense. And because we had, we've already had three road games, which means we're home for like the next five weeks. Yeah, we're home forever. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount at home. So that's yeah. all good too. Yeah, yeah. So the NFL is shaping the fun season. Have you looked? At, have you looked at the way the Ravens face Cleveland? I think it's in late November. No. We play. We play the Browns. Then the Browns have a bye week, and then we play the Browns again. Oh, really? That is weird. So the Browns, get, the Browns get the Ravens back-to-back with a bye week in between. So whatever we do, they're going to build up to prepare for that first game. Whatever doesn't work right, 
they're going to have a whole bye week to prepare for it. That second game with the Browns is going to be tough. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm still – I don't even know. Or like, um, are the Browns good? Like, sometimes I think the Browns are great. Sometimes I think the Browns yeah. are – are That's still the Browns. I they can't decide if they're good oh, or not. No. It's nice to see the Steelers be bad, though. Yeah, the Steelers are bad. We know yeah. that. Yes. They're, it looks like they're the worst team in the division, actually. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Bengals surprised me, but snuck by the, the Jags. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're all yeah, three and one pick this week. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm all out of it. I forgot to pick one. So. I thought I did, but I didn't pick one, so I'm out. <laughs> Um, right, but yeah, the AFC North, everyone three and one except for the Steelers. That's pretty. But yeah, football's fun. Yeah, yeah football. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch the baseball playoffs, and I'll, I'll root against Boston and New York. I think Milwaukee's my team. I think I'm gonna be rooting for the Brewers. Yeah, I was all in with the Mariners. They're not even in it anymore. So I got to pick yeah. a new team because I was pumped about the Mariners making the playoffs. Yep, Mariners would have been so. Fun. Yeah, so you're going with the Brewers, huh? Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the Brewers. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want anyone from the LA. I'm sick of Tampa Bay. I'm just sick of them. <laughs> I'm um, sick of the whole American League. I kind of like San Francisco, but then I'm kind of annoyed every time I see your Streps, your Gossman. It's gonna annoy me. So I really can't yeah. root for them either. Um, That's why I'm telling you, the Brewers. The Brewers are the team. Yeah, they They're have Josh Hader though. Josh Hader annoys me. Young guy. Yeah. All right, I might get behind. I might get behind. I also may, maybe the White Sox. Um, All right, I don't mind the White Sox if you're the American League. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I'll watch the playoffs. See what team strikes at my heartstrings. It just—it's going to be more right. rooting against. Hey, I think I'm, gonna... I'm rooting against Yankees and Red yeah. Sox and Houston. Yeah. So hey, I'm going to come see you uh, this weekend. Oh yeah, we got to talk off air about that. Yeah, I, I know you got a list of some projects around the house or something. Yeah, I got right? some some TVs to be installed. Yeah, we'll take care of that. All right. Yeah, and then I'm coming to Florida a couple weeks too, so yeah, we'll, we yeah, can do yeah. some live shows if we want. Yeah, actually, we probably should do that since the internet here sucks. It'd be good yeah. to get together. Yeah. So if not this weekend, then when you're down here, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else for the good of the calls? Uh, I think we're good. Let's bring back the ball bag next week. I'll ha- I'll have some stuff to talk about next week, so I think the ball bag will be good. Good segment to bring. The ball back. bag. Will you pull yeah, out the questions? What's the thing we do at the end? Ball four. Ball four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. Ball four. Let's bring ball. The four ball back. bag. That's I got a lot. I got a lot going on. Sorry, right, it's been a stressful right. week. So I'm right. let's bring back to ball four. All right. And story stuff, time or no? no there's no story time? It's story time with Josh? Uh, maybe. I am hanging out with Bert on Saturday. Okay. So that might bring some story time. But, okay. yeah, you want some story – not story time with Josh, but story time with uh, about a friend of Josh's? Oh, yeah, story time with a friend of Josh's. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe, we'll, maybe we'll bring that next week or the week after. We'll, that's coming soon. Uh, you know, I got a lot down here going on. I got to figure out a place to live. And all that, yeah, uh, and all the uh, you know all the stuff you do after moving on, after all the married, starting life over years. again, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to uh, rebuild everything I had. So, well, that's exciting. I'm stuck with all the stuff I have. 
exciting for you? Oh, it's not exciting at all. <laughs> no. Just trying to be the optimist. Have fun. It's all right. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to uh, be able to share about it on this podcast, so that'll make it fun as well. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Well, guys, you can support the show. Support Josh on uh, Twitter or follow Josh on Twitter. No, support him. I guess support hey, him with your uh, follow. And, and here we go. I got uh, alimony and child support to deal with, so hit up Patreon. Oh, yeah. We need your Patreon more than ever, boys and yeah. girls. So go on over to <laughs> section336.com and click the support tab in the bottom for Patreon or just send us cash straight through PayPal. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, go to awesome iTunes, write us a review. We appreciate those five stars. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Section336 and follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Sharoka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. Smash football is the way we play. Come on, people, let me hear you say. We are the Panthers and we run this town. When you step into the yard, we must protect this house. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 